Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. But before we get started, I need to tell you about how great this application called Anchor is. That's the application that I'm using to record this right now. This application is great because it allows you to be able to record a podcast and do all the things that you need in terms of editing in one place. All right. I used this application before and not only did I have to record it, I had to download it from this thing and add it to this and add it. It was just too much. I found out about Anchor and I realized how easy it was. They have all the creation tools and everything that you're going to need right from your phone. You can edit, you can add music, whatever you need directly from the application. Like I said, it's all in one place. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I can't reiterate that enough, all right? So all you guys got to do is go and download the Anchor app either from your Google Play Store or your Apple Play Store or wherever you get your, your apps from on your phone. Or you can do it the traditional way by going to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys, enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again. And don't forget, you can find us on Reggie's Expressions, and that's Reggie's underscore expressions on Instagram. Enjoy the episode. Those of you who know me know I love some chocolate peanut butter. Mm, That's my most favorite thing. You know, Carlos Creek, he made a chocolate uh, peanut butter thrush leche cake for me. Can you believe that foolishness? That's how much that man loves me. But I want to talk to you guys about something that we absolutely love as well. It is Worthy Cakes. Worthy Cakes is a a, uh, mom and pop small business uh, cakeria who, oh my God, she makes some of the best cakes in the world. You guys have heard me talk about it. I'm pretty sure you've seen the pictures of the empty jars that we had. Um, They are a sponsor of the podcast, uh, Reg's Expressions, which I'm excited to announce as well. And it's just the best way to eat cake. Um, You can actually get any flavor cake that you're looking for. She has everything from gluten-free, Keaton, and if you're looking for the regular old sugar like I am, which I probably shouldn't be, you can get that too. You know, she does custom cakes as well. And she also has a supply business. So if you ever need to go and purchase a new mixer for your business, you can actually purchase that as well. Um, She is Worthy Cakes on all social media platforms. Miss Grace and family, they are amazing people. I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with uh, Miss um, Grace on Saturday and it was fun. It went well. And she is just a ball of excitement so we are going to be sitting down with her as well spotlighting them in small business here in the city of okoe and they're just good people um you know they used to be called nice people eat cake y'all remember when that cake by the ocean song came out that was when i became aware of them and uh it made it easy for me to remember and then they changed their name like dang it but worthy cakes is all the rave and it is definitely uh, true to form because those cakes are the best. My favorite is chocolate peanut butter. Carlos favorite is pistachio. Um, you got birthday cake, you got chocolate, you have everything you can think of. And she also does custom flavors as well. All right. So if you guys are in the local Orlando area, you want to go to her, um, her storefront, you can, 
I'll have to get that here in a second, but you can also go to worthycakes.com. Again, that is worthycakes.com, all right? The address is 13391 West Colonial Drive, and that is in Winter Garden, Florida, all right? Their business hours are from 10 to 6, Tuesday through uh, Friday, 10 to 6.30, that is, okay? And Saturday, 10 to 5, and they're closed Sunday and Monday. And they're out at the local um, farmer's market. If so if you ever want to go to Winter Park on Saturday or Orlando, uh, Lake Eola, you can do that as well. All right. So thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Reggie's Expressions. And thank you so much for listening. And hello, we are back for another episode. This will be episode two, season five of Reggie's Expressions. Yes, your boy is at it again, and I'm so excited. I got some other things that are coming up. Ah, just great things, just great things. I think January is just going to be a reminiscent of like all things great. But this, honestly, this episode is going to be dedicated to a couple things, uh, specifically talking about startup costs. Um, in terms of your business. Now, this will be specific to the Florida area. Um, I can't speak for any other parts of the world or states or anything like that, but this will be specifically what I paid and what I had to um, go through to become an LLC in the state of Florida. Now, depending on the type of business that you wanna do, um, you essentially can, you know, choose to do sole proprietorship and other things. Again, I am not a professional when it comes to figuring out what works best for you. But, um, you know, this will just stand as an idea for you to be able to, um, you know, to, to, to use this frame of reference. And I also have some uh, news about other shows that are coming up here pretty soon. So I'm very excited to talk to you guys about that. Um, when we come right back, We'll start up with Reggie's Expressions. excited to talk to you guys. Like I said, this is going to be about, you know, kind of the startup cost that I had to experience when I became a business owner here in the state of Florida. Um, as you guys know, at this point, and I'm pretty sure I beat it with a dead horse with social media uh, 
likes and all these things, <laughs> social media posts. Um, you know, Carlos and I are now owners of Soko Garn Productions, LLC. And again, it is a notary slash officiant slash podcaster. And you can do all the booking through there. www.sokogarnproductions.com. All right. So, um, yeah, this will be very specific to that and just kind of my experience because I, I, I wish... You know, when it came to the financial aspect, people had let me know, you know, kind of what it is. And again, this is all different for everybody. So, you know, don't hold it. Don't be like, all right, well, he said it's going to be this much. So it's going to be this much for me. It's different per business. Okay. But if you're interested in doing something similar to like what I'm doing now, you know, this is kind of the steps that you would have to take. And you also got to take into consideration time of year and all that other stuff, too. So, <laughs> um, you know, things definitely could change. But this is a barometer for you guys to be able to use to uh, understand that process. So my whole introduction to owning a business was initially, you know, tax ID going on uh, some biz and requesting one. There's so much more that you have to do in order to make that uh, distinction or make that choice. Number one, you have to figure what type of business. There's different uh, types. You have S Corp, you have C Corp, you have uh, sole proprietorship, you have LOCs, um, which is limited liability company, um, you know, for your business. So you have to figure out what type of business you're doing firstly, and, um, you know, figuring out what corporation um, or business type you would need. Um, and the best way to find that stuff out is on Google. You know, I went on Google and I was able to find the information that I needed. And, you know, I learned as I was going, you know, I'm one of those kind of people that like to research, um, you know, a little bit before I make a decision. And the more information I have, the more comfortable I feel. I think a lot of us are like that. But um, that was really the idea. Um I had gotten the idea to become a notary from a friend of mine who had just did the same thing. And I went on um, YouTube, typed up how to become a notary, and uh, the crafty notary came up. Ayana, um, I can't think of her last name, um, Lugo, Ayana Lugo, uh, came up and, you know, uh, led me further. Um, I became a notary through National Association, National Pot, Lord. <laughs> National uh, Notary Association um, dot org. Um, I went online and I just took it, it really it wasn't a test, but it was more like a knowledge check of, of the information that you knew. And um, once you you know got done with the class, you then started the process of becoming a notary. Now, you can actually go uh, directly through the state um, and do the notary thing. But the reason why I chose to go to notary, uh, uh, national notary association was simply because it was all done in all in one place, you know, because if you do it from the state of Florida, you have to go and get your own bond. You have to go and, you know, uh, get your stamp done. You have to go to all these different places, which can make the process a little bit discombobulated. And if you're anything like me, structure is better and best for you. The more structure there is for me, the easier the process is going to be because I don't have to worry about the mundane details. Um, I had a good friend, the friend that I'm talking about, 
he did it differently. He did it through the state of Florida. And, um, you know, it worked for him. It's just a little too all over the place for me. But I went to them. I paid for a particular package that gave me the insurance. It gave me the the, the bond. It gave me the course. It gave me uh, the application uh, filing uh, on my behalf. Um, it gave, um, you know, certification um, which, you know, the, the the state does as well, but it was all done in one area. You know, I didn't have to run all over the place to, to make it happen. So you pick the package. Once you pick the package, you then do the registration. You created an account and then you do the three hour course. It was it took three hours. It literally took three hours. I did it on my um, I think the day after Thanksgiving on my four day weekend that I had off when I was uh, transitioning to the new position. I decided to do it through that. And and uh, yeah, it, it, it came to fruition. You know, um, I will tell you this um, disclaimer. Um, it takes them a long time, right? Because I had to send the application back to them. I had to send it to California and then they did the application process on my behalf. Now, although I'm getting emails saying that it's complete, I still do not have my stamp and all the other things necessary to be able to be a notary. And um, I would say that probably added a month more onto the process than it should have taken. Um, and if I had to say that really was my only gripe, um, other than the fact that I also thought that they lost my documentation and I resent in the, uh, the order and I actually did a, uh, a delivery notification, you know, um, for me so I can know that they actually got it and they end up processing it shortly thereafter. Um, but that process does take a little bit. Um, so that's kind of the downside of, of working through national, uh, uh, notary association, um, which they also do loan signing, which a lot of people do. Um, I'm not too familiar with that. That's what my buddy Sam is doing. But there's a course that you can also take to become a, a loan signing agent. And from what I hear, that's where the money is uh, at um, for me and the way I work and what I'm doing with the podcast. I just don't see that being something I can commit to right now. So I didn't do it. I am interested in actually doing the remote notary thing um, because you can notarize online and you're able to take things outside of state lines. Right now, my notary is only for the state of Florida, you know, um, and you know, I, I I only have the jurisdiction of the state of Florida to do it and I don't have anywhere else. Now, officiating is something completely different. I'm actually backed by American Marriage uh, Ministries. Um, so I can actually, uh, I am ordained to do marriages anywhere. And that's a part of the business also, which I'll get more into, um, you know, because I'm talking about the notary stuff now. But um, that is something that I'm able to do. So I can definitely cross state lines to do that. But in terms of notary, I'm only for the state of Florida and the remote notary gives me the opportunity to notarize for anybody in the world. So um, now the course, the the class and everything that I took, because I'm talking in, in specifics uh, now was one hundred and seventy one dollars. And that, that was the highest package you can get from uh, National Association, National Notary Association. Um, and that had pretty much all of the things they had, the the um, the stamp, which you can buy all a la carte if you want 
um, and just get your notary uh, um, thing. I think it was like $110 just to get the notary. Um, and then there's a $134 one and then there's 171 which is the one that I purchased. And um, so that's the out-of-pocket out of cost that you would uh, have to pay to become a notary. Um, and they send you your primer. They send you your journal. They send you... They send you a lot of things, which I don't have right in front of me to, to go off in detail, but you can go on the website and find out. And I'll make sure I put that in the show notes also. Um, so I did that um, and that was started on the 27th. I turned in my application that Monday. So it was December 3rd or 4th, I think it was. And then, yeah, I've just been waiting for that process to get done. I actually just got two emails saying that my bond is ready as well as my um, insurance is ready. So that means the other stuff is coming pretty soon. I have not had a, um, a notary assignment. I do have somebody that's waiting on me and I'm going to do it, uh, you know, just so I can get experience under my belt. And I'm also looking on YouTube to get more information as well, because, you know, YouTube is a, a, a book of knowledge. How y'all think I found out how to edit and create this podcast? YouTube. I didn't go to no, class, uh, no school for this. I mean, I do have a background in radio, so that helped. But, you know, all the new age stuff, you know, because I know how to run a, a board, but, you know, how to record. Come on. It's a whole that's a whole nother episode. So I did that. You know, the whole idea of officiating came up from that. Um, a good friend of mine and Carlos, um, Tara, who's the owner of um, Marry Me Now uh, Affordable Weddings here in the state of Florida, um, married us and, you know, got the idea to create a business regarding that. And, you know, we've forged a relationship. I mean, we were friends before. We definitely came closer afterwards. Um, she was like, yeah, you should consider this. And that came up the idea for me to do the, the, the officiating. Cause here in Florida, when you get your notary, you can become an officiant. Um, the extra caveat is to become a ministry, which allows you to, again, to be able to do it anyway. You just have to be backed by, uh, by, um, um, a church organization or, or something along those lines. I don't know what to call it, uh, the correct for, word for it. But so I added that on and then the podcasting and something that I've been doing for the last two years. And it just made sense to have a website that will allow people to be able to book, you know, from there as well. Um, whether they just want to get more information on the podcast or they want to be guests or whatever, they can do it from the, the website. So, you know, I came up with the idea to do that. And then I decided, you know what, I want this to be a part of the business. I want this to be a business. And I had already started the idea of creating an LLC before because I wanted to protect my intellectual property um, and so on and so forth for that situation. I wanted to keep what I had. So I, I reached out to a friend and he... Um, referred me to a mirror law. Now, I know a lot of you guys have heard this story because I talked a little bit about it when I was doing my season finale. But, um, you know, this is going to be to name the, the fees that I had to, to pay myself. So you guys are aware of that. So um, I, I did it through a lawyer, um, a mirror law. Um, and uh, they are a big corporation. I, they service the entire United States, if I'm not mistaken. And they do work with local um, lawyers in your area. So um, you can go to AmeriLaw.com um, and, you know, you can go in and figure out how to do that from there. Um, the reason I decided to do the lawyer again was because I knew that they were going to give or I felt that they were going to give me the best 
um, you know, option available and explain it to me in a way that was digestible for me. Because again, I'm, I'm a person that like everything to be streamlined. I don't like having to go a million different places to get that done. And I just didn't trust myself because there's so many things that people don't explain to. And, it, you know, it's not it's not for nothing. It could be just, you know, they don't have all the information. They don't know how they did it. They didn't know where to go. They don't know how to advise you or whatever. Um, you know, I, I just wanted a streamlined process. So um, I went through them. My experience was probably not the best. And I will say that it was very, spe- I, I want to say that that's specific to me. You know, I'm not going to say that that's how they do business because my buddy obviously had a very good experience with them uh, when he did it. But um, since I did a lawyer, I actually had to pay the lawyer fee. Right. So that was a part of it. Um, I also had to pay, I think it was one hundred and fifty nine dollars to create an LLC. Um, They did the listing and everything that you needed to do with the state. Um, Again, I'm not specific in terms of how that process worked, but I spent about $312 for that particular package uh, that I had gotten. And uh, it took about maybe two weeks um, for them to create it on SunBiz, which they process and do for you. The, The part where it just became a nuisance was when I had to um, reach out to them a couple of times. They, they never gave me a receipt, which didn't make me feel comfortable about my process. Um, and they also did not send the paperwork until I had reached out to them like twice in a two week period about the same thing. And that was just frustrating to me uh, that I had to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I, I did give them a review. Um, it probably wasn't a nice one, but, you know, I needed to be, you know, uh, realistic about that. You know, my experience was not the greatest, especially if I spent X amount of money for services. There should be some type of like information. Like I never got an email regarding it. And, you know, a lot of times when you do, you know, business with businesses, you do have to have a little bit of faith in, you know, what they and what they say they're going to do. So. That's what I was doing here. And these guys are lawyers, so I would expect them to have, you know, the utmost uh, respect for the experience that I was having. But then folks didn't give a shit. Um, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was specific to the people <laughs> that I was working with. It, I don't it is not in any way, shape or form specific to or even anything to do with a mayor law. I'm pretty sure people have had good experiences. It's just that with that law firm, I did not. Um, after I got it sent to me, um, I, the next thing that I had to do is you have to register it with the city and county. Now with the documentation that they received or that I received from, uh, Amirala, um, Spiegel and I can't even think of it. Y'all, I'm so sorry. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to send y'all to the people that I went through. I, you know, I mean, if you go to somebody else or just go on the website and just kind of, you know, go from there. Just be aware of what I said. But um, they sent you, uh, Amerilaw sends you a packet of all the things that you need to do. You just, you know, you just got to read through it. And that's what I did. I read through it. Um, so I, that's where I found out that I needed to register it through the county. Um, and, uh, I also needed to register it through the city before I even did business as 
uh, Soko Garn uh, Productions LLC. Now I will tell you, there are going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to get in the mail because you're going to. It's just like when you apply for you know something along the lines of credit, you get all these credit card uh, offers and stuff like that. It's kind of the same thing, and you have to be aware of some of the things that they send you because. I was getting a lot of those documentations for things that I had already paid for in the package and I was concerned and thinking that I didn't pay for enough and I was and that's kind of what they they get you on and they're not represented by anybody regarding anything you know they're their own entity a lot of times and you know had I not done the research and actually reached out to you know my lawyer when I did it I probably would have repurchased those things. You know, they were asking, you know, I think it was like $150 for a safety. Uh, it's like the work um, wage thing. Um, if you have more than one employee and it's just me and my husband. So I'm like, OK. And I just kind of figured I didn't really need that. So I disregarded it. Um, also registering your um, your business on Sunbiz. That was another thing, too. Um, and I, I don't really have the specifics about it. So I know that there was this name compliant thing. And it basically what it sounded like to me is it sounded like it was a. You know, doing business as like if I wanted to give my business a nickname and I, you know, kind of like they do on the NASDAQ um, for like, um, you know, Apple, it's not actually Apple it's AP or AAPL kind of thing, um, you know, I could, you can pay for that. Um, and there's, there's definitely an extra fee for it, but it, you know, I didn't really need it. Um, and I, I seeked advice from, um, a local professional here at, um, you know, when I went to go register my business in Orange County, she was like, well, that's what this is about. And, you know, that, that would be the only reason you would need to do that. So if you don't plan on, uh, you know, doing business as anything other than Soko Garn Productions, then it's not necessary. So in the city of Okoe, um basically you have to fill out the documentation. It is an analog uh, type of thing. So I actually had to fill out a physical application, um, sign it, get it notarized. Important thing. Make sure you get this stuff notarized. Number one, it's going to be very evident that you're going to need to do so. Uh, and number two, you get it notarized. If you don't, a lot of times they're going to kick the stuff back. So I got it notarized, signed it, submitted it, went, took it down to the local um, courthouse here in uh, Okoe, Um And they uh, charged me a hundred and sixty bucks um, for the uh you know doing business as kind of registering my business and uh, they gave me a physical city license that i have in my documentation um you know to do business as uh soko garn productions um i have my home listed as a private office i do not take customers in my house um and that's something else that you you would want to make sure you look into whether you're going to service people in your house or if you're going to go to them, depending on what kind of business you do. Um, and that is very important. And that, that has everything to do with um, how you would file as well, because that makes a, a, a distinction on how much you're going to pay. So um, that uh, I paid about one hundred and sixty uh, for that for my first year in license. And that had everything to do with 
the appraisal of my home. And I don't really understand the specifics of what they use, but um, I'm assuming you pay more for the city than you do for the county. Because with the county, I had to do the exact same thing with podcasting and notary, which is what they chose or what I chose to do business as and what my business description was. Um, I only paid 60 bucks in the state of uh, in the city of uh, Orlando or Orange County. Um, and you don't have to have an appointment necessary. The uh, office is actually 200 Orange Avenue here in uh, Orlando. And. It is on the 16th floor. That building was confusing as hell because they had a certain set of elevators on this side that only went from 1 to 15. And then the other side went from 16 to 20. Your boat was worn out by the time. And then you had to find a place to park. And then you had to pay for parking. Like, I was not ready. But <laughs> it was it was something that I was charged to do. And, and unfortunately, I didn't know these fees in the beginning because... You have to do business first in order for them to, you know, for them to um, give you the price. You know, like they can't just tell you what it's going to be. You have to actually process it. And, um, you know, they kind of gave me an idea. They were like, oh, it could be anywhere from $30 to 100 and, uh, 500 And I was like, oh, I hope it's on the, you know, the $30 side or maybe for free because I don't want to pay all of that. But um, anyway, we... Um, I filed it with the the city um, and the county, got the documentation and everything. I registered on uh, Sunbiz, you know, to obviously have owner, you know, not have ownership, but to ensure that myself and Carlos were listed as business owners on Sunbiz. Um, and Sunbiz is what we call here the, the division of uh, corrections. Hold on, let me, let me go. Um, Oh, divisions of corporations. See, I'm over here just saying stuff. And then I'm actually going to tell you guys exactly the amount that I paid for my um, my business. Give me one second. American Ministry. Sunbiz. Point and pay. Sorry, it was 130, not 160. And then the state of um, the city of Orlando was... $60. Um, and then you also have to make sure you register it, register your business um, taxes. That's free to do. It doesn't cost anything for that to happen or for you to make that happen. Um, and those are really the only fees that I can think of that I had to pay. I mean, other than creating a website, because I did have to pay to do that, I did it through uni. Uh, dot com, which is a UK-based uh, website developing uh, group. Now, if you have those skills to be able to do it yourself, I suggest you do it. Or if you have somebody else that would be willing to to help you out with that, that's just the route that I use. And it was from a rec recommendation from a friend, Big Red. I appreciate you for doing that. And I pay a monthly subscription of $49 for them to service my website and pretty much be at my beck and call because I don't want to be I don't want to be bogged down with that foolishness. I really don't. I'm not interested um, with having to do it. Although it's very easy because they did give me the tools to be able to it, uh, do it on my own. I just am not an HTML guy. I don't understand it. And it just made sense for me, you know, and it was a better use of my time to outsource that, you know, and I'm, I'm all about delegating and outsourcing, you know, things because 
you know, my 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 time is worth more than, you know, me fooling around having a headache trying to figure it out. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, that's how your boy does things. Um, but I paid one hundred and forty nine for that particular uh, service. Um, and what else did I do? Um, I actually purchased that the day after Christmas. So that was my Christmas present to myself to do that. Um, and I, I, you know, mentioned this early. I became a uh, part of the Black Podcasters Association as well as the uh, National uh, Podcast uh, association as well. Um, startup costs for those guys and they, they, they also could change. It broke down to like, I paid $50 for a national podcast association, um, you know, to be a part of, of that program. Um, because they were also a startup as well. Um, and they really just do a lot of like, you know, for your fee, they do a lot of social media work on your behalf. And I think it's growing. Um, they didn't have a lot of information. I might have been a little bit overly zealous with doing that, but I did. And it's a definite, uh, a, a nice start for your media kit, to be honest. So I do have that on there. And, you know, startup costs with um, uh, Black Podcasters Association is basically $10 a month. So it's basically $120 a year, which you can, you know, pay all up front. Um and, you know, you actually get a lot more for what they're doing, you know, courses, classes, access to certain things, um, you know, conferences, you'll be able to get first dibs on recordings from conferences. If you're taking doing podcasts seriously, you would want to put yourself around in those spaces that will allow you to be able to take advantage of it um, in a real way, as opposed to a lot of these websites that just, you know, say, hey, follow me and I'll follow you. And it's not organic growth. It's just temporary growth because those people don't go back and listen to your uh they don't you know they don't go back and listen to your episode and they're not telling anybody about it it's just really a money grab situation so don't allow those places to take advantage of you and go and look for real networks that are really interested in develop, developing people and if you are a black um podcaster and you want something that is more geared to us you know black podcasters association is be definitely the best place to go so, um, and you know, that, that pretty much kind of explains the startup costs that I had to, um, endure, um, when I processed it or when I started and you guys can reach out to me specifically if you have any other additional questions about anything or that I didn't go over because it's a lot of information and, um, you know, I want to make sure I cover it as thorough as possible, but I also don't want to throw too many details to make it seem like it's super complicated because it really wasn't, um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we are, are a working, uh, organized business. Um, we are able to take orders. We're able to uh, run, you know, what we need to run. And uh, we're just excited to get new customers. And uh, I hope that, you know, the information that I gave you guys is somewhat of a, an idea of things that you're going to have to uh, look forward to if you do it the route that's similar to mine. Again, a lot of these things uh, you can do on your own with your own research, which may save you some money. Um, but if you're anything like me and you want to have that peace of mind, my recommendation is definitely to outsource it. OK, so, um, yeah, that was uh, that's fun. It's it was it gives me a greater sense of accomplishment that I got that complete and that it's working and ready to go now. 
Your boy got business cards. I talk about that. That is something tangible for my business. In addition to um, uh, the other things that I have, um, like the business license, the tax ID, you know, the the business cell phone and everything. Um, it it is it's, it's it, it makes me feel good, and I'm ready to take on the higher level responsibilities and and find out the information that I need to find with being a business owner. Um, and my my recommendation is just to make sure you have a a tribe that's willing to support you um, in a way that is helpful to you. You know, w- whatever you may need, because going through this process, I will tell you, you know, I've I've had a lot of a lot of negative speak in my head that was like, dang man. What if I'm doing too much? Why am I? Why? What if I'm being extra? What if I get told? And your boy was over here still looking for a denial, right? And then also the the crazy stuff of like, well, what if don't nobody buy from you? What if this? What if that? Scratch all that. Just do it. And if it don't work out, it don't work out. It's okay to have failure. We've been taught a long time that failure is bad and we shouldn't, you know, do failure or whatever the case may be. No. Failure is a part of life, and you just dust yourself off and and and, and try again, like Aaliyah say in the song. She made a song about it, so listen to what she got to say. God. <laughs> anyway, guys, that is this is that has been another episode of Reggie's Expressions. I am again forever grateful. You can find us at Reggie's Expressions, and that's R E G G E E apostrophe s expressions on all social media platforms um www.socogarnproductions.com if you want to go to the website and book us all right so thank you guys for listening um we got some good things coming up i know i talked about it and i teased it a little bit and i'm actually about to get ready to go but your boy has four guests lined up and uh one of them being the owner of takaria el uh, alacran uh, that's going to be coming up here for pretty soon. I got another gentleman um, by the name of Marco that I'm excited to talk about. He wants to tell his story and we're going to be talking to Miss Grace and Shayna and all these people will make sense when we get to it. You just got to stay tuned and listen. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. You guys enjoy the rest of your days. Peace. <laughs> Reggie's Expressions is brought to you by Soko Garn Productions, LLC.